Hello and welcome to Steam to Live the Dream. We're in a new season, a new space, a new way, a new thought, a new process. Everything is new over here. We have come to a point where I finally reached that pinnacle where the culmination of everything is coming into alignment and I understand exactly how we are growing. It takes steam to live the dream, but the three quadrants that are most important to keep your steam up is your health, your wealth, and your relationships. In this new season, we are bringing forth the health, the wealth, the relationships, and the business acumen necessary in order to maintain it. Because it's important the type of mindset in which you carry. It's important the spiritual place that you're in. It's important the health of your body, which leads into the health of your business, your money, and your relationships. All of these things operate together in a synergy and we're showing you from the deepest of depths exactly what that is. So come join us as we dig deeper in your health, your wealth, in your relationships to build that foundation in order for you to grow, scale, and become the phenomenal, innovative, entrepreneur, and creative you were always meant to be. Steam to live the dream. Let's go. Steam to live the dream. Hello and welcome to Steam to Live the Dream. This is your host, Taj McCameron, and today we're talking about if you feel that you cannot minister to a person that is in a better situation than you. How can you minister to someone that is doing better than you? We're going to delve into multiple areas in which you can do so. Okay. Let's start with something very simple. When I am ministering to somebody, I am not giving that person my resume. Okay. Nine times out of ten, they didn't ask for it in the first place. They don't know my credentials. They don't know where I came from. They ain't looking for my my tax history or where it started. So, can you minister to somebody that is doing better than you? Absolutely. Why? They don't know. Perfect example. If a woman of God has no money, has no um, good living situation... They destitute, they hungry, don't got nothing going for them. But they get in their spirit, they're gonna go to this area. This may be a highly affluent area, got a lot of rich people, got a lot of people, so on and so forth. But they dressed well. They dressed, they look like they fit the part of being in that area. They go and they sit on a park bench. A woman comes and sits down next to said person. 
that woman comes and sit down next to that said person and they're going through it that particular day this particular person just like they look like they're supposed to be there they just look like they sat down on the bench and they're feeding the birds or whatever they end up in a conversation the two of them end up talking and conversating oh my god this that and the other they're talking from their point of understanding not so much of where she is right now where the other person is right now they're talking from a point of continuity and understanding they talk for an hour they talk for two they end up on topic upon topic upon topic upon topic and this other woman that's in a bad situation is ministering to this woman can did she know at any point in time that there was anything going on in this woman's life nope not at all they just ended up in random conversation because they happened to sit on the same bench This woman gave her the best conversation that she ever could have given her at the right point in time. Ministered to her and it was a massive blessing to her in that moment. This woman got up from that bench and she may never forget that conversation because what she gave her in that one conversation changed her entire outlook on life in that moment. So you tell me, can a person in a bad situation minister to somebody doing better to them? Absolutely. I heard a story a long time ago. I'm going to see if I can get it correct because it's been a while since I've heard it. And I'm trying to remember it off the top of my dome, but because I remember when I heard it. woman goes to a diner she sits by the window she's not really interested in talking to many people she sees a gentleman he comes into the diner looks a little scraggly comes sits down at the dining so she invites him to sit they end up in a conversation what ends up happening is this this woman knows this man the man is homeless the man is destitute the man has been sitting on the park bench across the street for the longest period of time she sees him every time she passes by but this particular time she's in town and he happened to come to the same restaurant. She knew him from a child because he'd been going back and forth for years. But when she knew him as a child, the man used to work for her father's company. She, in fact, took the company over after she grew up and has been operating in that same company for a series of of years and she had the opportunity that in this moment she was able to minister said man because of the fact that she had seen him out there and in turn she not only bought him a hot meal that day she put together a trust fund to be able to bless him to be able to get off of those streets that very day because she remembered the man that he was before he ended up that way all those years ago when she first saw him as a child and he was in a much better situation don't ever tell me that a person that is in a bad situation can't help somebody let me flip that script to make it a little bit more in alignment with said scenario. Uh, I hope I didn't forget one of them. Uh, the one that I had in mind to, to 
because it was showing to my mother. And it's trying to escape me. But I'll I'll go into context context instead while I'm trying to think of whatever what that story was. We have the ability that our innate desire to be helpful, even if it is nothing more than a kind word. I remember I went to a business event several years ago. Ah, about seven years ago, I'll say. In that business event, I had an experience that on the third day of that business event, I ran into a woman who spoke to me for three hours. And in that event, we had the most enlightening conversation about things that she would have never had any knowledge about, but somehow knew and understood in that time frame. She was able to bless me in that conversation. No money was exchanged. No knowledge of anything was exchanged aside from I knew her name was Brenda. Her daughter called while we were talking. I had had a moment where I was in a bad headspace and her daughter, her daughter's name was Hope. It spoke volumes. I don't know this woman. I haven't seen this woman past that day, but she always stuck in my memory for what she did for me in that day. Can you minister to somebody that is in a better situation than you? Absolutely. homeless people I had experience um, I met multiple people during this time I remember I met a veteran during the time now this man he was an army vet had gotten a bullet lodged in his eye socket so the way that the bullet was lodged in his eye socket when you looked at his eyeball you saw the eye you saw the eye socket you saw the eyeball where the cornea should have been where you saw the black part and the colored part you could see through it and see the bullet lodged in that part of his eye. I'm not kidding. Now, most people, if you are want to be disrespectful, you would walk to walk up to a man like that and probably be enamored with the fact that you're gonna look straight into this guy's eye, like, oh my god, I can't believe this guy has this impediment. No, first time I met this man, I saw him sitting on a on the front step at a church that was around the corner from the church that I went to. And he was standing there. He was sitting there with a woman that was his companion. And 
we started talking about the Bible. We spent the next hour and a half talking about the Bible. He started telling me his situation. He started telling me how he met his girlfriend, all of this type of stuff. And we ended up in a wonderful conversation. From that point forward, anytime he ever saw me, he was like, Oh, hi, how you doing? I never disrespected him, treated him as lowly or low because he sat on that corner every day with his companion. Whether he was clean or dirty, it didn't matter. I treated him like he was a human being. And this is the thing that a majority of people will not do. They will see a person and they will not treat them with respect. I remember because I was in culinary, this was even before I took my culinary uh, uh, license test. I would go, the little thing that I would do in a certain situation, I'd go over to the Whole Foods, buy what I wanted to buy, and or when I got my hands on certain things from, um, what you call it, a food pantry, I would look through the food, I'd see what I could use, and I would go into the Whole Foods, because the Whole Foods was the only place I knew that had a microwave. I would get their containers, and I would take the food that I had with me, and I would mix it together and make up something to eat. I would do that for my lunch. But for them, whenever I had the opportunity, I would put together a food package where I would go in, I would make whatever it was that I was making for myself. And this particular day, I made a beet cobbler and some type of pasta. I forgot. But I made two containers and I set it up and I gave, brought it back out after I got what I wanted to eat and brought it to them. And he was, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Next time I saw him, actually several times after that I saw him, it was like, that beet cobbler was so good <laughs> and it's like these are the things that I would did did for people I was going through my own issues at the time but at the time I saw this couple and I knew that he had a great energy about him and I want to tell you something he would always say to me. He said, man, I don't understand why no man has come and swept you off your feet yet. Because you are a good woman. And I'm like, I don't know. The Lord ain't sent him yet. But <laughs> he would always say that to me. Always say that to me. But you can speak into lives of people no matter what situation they're in. Let's flip the, flip the script a little bit. There was another woman. We both ended up in a certain situation at the time. And we started talking to one another. And I found out she was an artist. We both had similar um, backgrounds in the way that we worked with one another. And a lot of our skill sets were the same. We did a lot of the same things. It's just that she had a little bit higher skill set and ability. And I asked her at one point, can I help you out with anything? Is there anything I need that you may need help with? At first, she didn't think that I could help her. But afterwards, she thought about it. And she was like, uh, maybe you can. So she gave me the opportunity to help her because she was, she did photography for certain situations and I assisted her on three shoots and she in turn did my photos uh, that you see, if you see any of my headshots or any of those things, she did them at least at this particular point in time. Anything you see this, this professional shot she did for me. Which is a blessing for me because I traded my ability 
to assist her for her doing those photos. That's the way she operated. But point being, I was able to help her speak to her, speak into her life. We would go to lunch together. We'd sit and have conversations. She spoke into my life. I spoke into her life at that particular point in time. And we went through certain situations. I was nowhere near her experience level in what she was doing. She was getting calls for photo shoots and big things and I was just trying to assist and be helpful. She had worked in Hollywood, worked with models, worked with so on such people and she had had access to high end people so she had a different viewpoint than where I was. But I was able to minister into her life because of how I was able to, that we both came into agreement with the same things. We both liked the same things. We both were uh, very much creatively in the same space. You don't have to be in the same tax bracket or a person be doing less than you for you to be able to minister into their life. If we have something in common, I can speak into your life listening to me right now. I don't know what situation you're in. You don't particularly know but I'm what type of situation I'm dealing with right now. But if you're listening to my voice right now, I'm speaking into your life. I'm blessing you in some way, shape, or form, are I not? You're gaining something from this conversation that you're listening to. But you don't know my personal situation nor struggle. And on the flip side, you can't know what's, what type of situation and struggles that a celebrity is going through. People will look at a celebrity and get it wrong every time. Because they will see a celebrity on television and say, Oh my God, this celebrity is out here and they're doing the bestest for their lives. This is so amazing. It's amazing what they're doing to their lives. And they're, they're like out here and they're like famous and it's like great and amazing for them. You don't know what's going on behind closed doors for that celebrity. You don't know what kind of relationship they in. You don't know what kind of business relationship they're in, what kind of debts, what kind of obligations, what kind of things are standing over their head that they got to get done and got to agree to. Sometimes just them having a conversation with a regular average everyday person can minister to their lives. You think that they can't be ministered to by you? Yeah, they can. Because you're not sitting up there gloating about your poorness or if you are poor. And sometimes, let me tell you this, sometimes you may be in a bad scenario or situation. And it's not so much you're trying to get something out of them. It's the fact that you were willing to listen to what a part of them that no other person was willing to listen to. Because guess what? 95% of the time you get certain celebrities, they got so many yes men around them. They want somebody that's be, to be real with them and authentic. And because you don't know their inner circle and do not know them like that. And if you be the one to be real with them, they might actually be like, thank you for that. That really blessed me. How can I be a blessing to you? A lot of people, if you if you're ethical nine times out of ten, you probably wouldn't tell them exactly what you needed because you would feel like you were imposing on them or feel like it was an incorrect transaction if they 
they were willing to offer you something if you're if you're ethically inclined but sometimes the Lord will allot you that he will situate you in certain situations that will be a blessing to you because in that moment you gave them something they could not buy you blessed them with wisdom they could not gain and in turn they said I'm going to favor you for this for what you did for me you blessed me in such a way what can I do for you it's a chance encounter and a divine appointment some may say religion makes you ineffective James 4 2 what does it profit a man if he is naked and you can't clothe him if he is hungry and you cannot feed him as I stated before I've I've been that person that whatever little I had I always said let me take 10% of this and feed a homeless person I would take 10% of whatever money I had and feed somebody homeless just like I did before I remember one time um, I had a was it I seen a homeless man on the side of the street he was crying about not having any money and he was hungry and I went into the convenience store and I'm I'm that particular person there are people that would not do this this way but this is how I do don't judge me for being this this way but look at yourself I'm the type of person that will go into a convenience store if I see a homeless man and I will go and grab the biggest bag of chips, the largest sandwich and the largest soda and come back out to give this to said homeless person. If I can buy two or whatever it was, I will do that and that would be my deed for the day. would be my deed for whatever it was that I was doing because I was trying to be a blessing to this person because they needed it I remember this person seemed like they were off their mind off their rocker one particular day I did that and it was funny because it was a church that had given me several one of several of their pamphlets matter of fact it was the church that the couple used to sit outside of they gave me a set of pamphlets about mental health and suicide because I had went to their breakfast one day and I used to hand them out to people that needed them and I this particular day I went to get this man food and he was off a bit and I felt concerned for him so I dropped one of those pamphlets inside of the bag and that was my good deed you never know how and in which way you can minister to somebody and touch their life. If they are hungry, feed them. If they have no clothes. I've told this story before. Probably told this story before even recently. I remember one day I went out. I had uh I didn't have that much money, but I went to do my clothes and my laundry. And it's funny, I had the intention in my mind that day, I was going to sow some money because I had a certain amount of money on me. I wanted to sow it into these ministers that I, I sold into. And then I wanted to take the clothes and give it to this. Uh, it was like a Goodwill type place. I took the clothes, washed them, did all that. And as I was taking to go get the money to send it off to where I needed to send it to, I ended up running into uh, 
just before I reached the last location, I ran into this couple that was sitting outside. And they asked for money for coffee or something. And I said, I'll, I'll bring it back. Because at the time, the money that I had wasn't broken up enough. I don't think that I could have afforded to just give them the money for the coffee. So I didn't feel comfortable doing that. So I left and tried to see if I could do what I was trying to do. And I was going to bring the change back. But I couldn't do what I was trying to do at the last location. So I said, you know what? Let me come back. When I came back, the guy was still sitting there. And I said, come, let me, um, where did the girl go? Because I, I still had the clothes. Because I wasn't able to give it, get sent, take the clothes where I needed to take them. And they actually were becoming heavy because I never was never able to drop them off. And uh, she, he said, there, she's inside. When I went inside, it was her, two other guys, and an older gentleman that happened to be standing by the door. And I realized they were homeless. And I said, you know what? I was trying to get rid of these clothes. But you know what? I'm going to leave these clothes with you guys. Because I was going to take them to such, such and such place goodwill but that particular location was not open and I don't want to don't want to keep carrying these clothes around with me and I'm going to leave them here with you I stepped out and before I stepped out I said let me give you each I gave them each the money $20 off of each amount $20 off of the amount of what I had to put to give to the church or the ministers that I was sending the money off to. So what ended up happening is I did so. And I realized when I was leaving, I was so in a good mood for having done such a good deed I turned around and really forgot I had left my notebook with some important notes in it in the bag and I was like oh boy I had to turn around and go back and get it when I came back there was another gentleman that had arrived that I didn't meet when I was initially there the first time and I came back saying oh I forgot my notebook it was in the bag and the guy said you're the one that brought the clothes I said yes he was like, oh, thank you. And he said, go get whatever it is you need to get out of the bag. I went and grabbed that stuff. And the guy was standing there and he was so happy. His girlfriend, he said, I'm so glad that we were able to get these clothes. Now I can change my clothes and shower. I was like, look at that blessing. If you can be a blessing, bless be a blessing if you have it give it make a sacrifice never desire to have only enough that is going to be fitting for you and your family only desire to give desire to build desire to help others in whichever way that you can some people can be broke mentally which can bring about a comparison issue how do I put this Sometimes if you are in a state that you are below a person that a person may not be able to receive your generosity and your favor from you if you are in a lower position than they are because they're in a state of comparison. How can I receive from you and you're doing less than me? Which is all of that's just plainly broken down is pride. The person has pride and they got to feel like they have uh, an in-chargeness about it. There's a comparison issue and there's a bit of jealousy. 
people will have the tendency to, if they know that you have a kind heart or you're a certain way, they either try to get you to spend out of order, meaning they're going to get you to what you would have saved, which what you would have given, what you would have helped other people with, they try to come up with an excuse to boost you up and boast you to a degree. Like, if you do this, this is going to do this for somebody else. And you're, in order to separate you from the very blessings in which you have in order to be able to openly give what it is to the people necessary because when you have an open heart God will feed and funnel finances through you to bless others but there's there are people that will come alongside you if you're not paying attention that will have a spirit upon them that will make you try to convince you to come to separate yourself from the very thing that is meant to be the blessing to someone else that is why I desire to work with creatives and finance help them with their finances because of the fact that creatives are creative but they don't usually know how to manage their money properly in order for them to either know where their money is going or they're spending it inappropriately if they balance their finances out give so um have necessities have educations for their business all this and so on and so forth have the things that are the nest egg and so on and so forth so when they get the finances they know how to manage the finances and know how to set themselves up so that their money is not disappearing over the period of time and if they know that what they have is a loan that they work wisely through those finances and don't spend willy-nilly Because otherwise you're going to operate in the wrong spirit and end up kind of going into a state of being that starving artist that you don't need to be. We're kind of slipping into that next phase, but it's still relevant because the higher affluent people you can minister to these people because if you have a skill and a skill set that they don't understand if you end up in a conversation with them you might be able to afford them the ability to gain the understanding like okay you might be the new hot thing right now but you got to understand you got to plan yourself because there may be a season where your TikTok fame ain't gonna, gonna cut it no more. Or your YouTube fame ain't gonna cut it no more. You may be able to cut an album right now, but Jet Fame may not cut it if you if you don't know how to manage it. There are influencers right now that are crying because they was the hotness when they single came out or when they had YouTube influence or what have you, but weren't able to harness that and start making money from that. Not just from sponsorships, but actually turning it into a financial machine where it turns over financially and help them create multiple streams of income so that when the algorithms start acting funny, y'all had some money in the back background that was already set up to prevent you from turning into a starving artist and wondering I created something but now I have nothing to show for it this is how you minister you talk you talk to these people and you help show them the, the way the right direction so that they don't become the poor stereotype 
speaking to them from the area in which they can understand. Because depending on their knowledge of where they are, they may be able to listen to you if you're coming from a place of financial solvency because a lot, excuse me, a lot of people come from not understanding that and maybe they didn't have if you have a little bit of knowledge if you have just enough knowledge that you give them something that they can hold on to and be like I didn't know that that's something good I can listen and they will listen to you you give them wisdom to areas it's like you do know that x y and z is happening if you like what kind of label are you under what kind of this are you under what kind of how are they managing your money do you have access to that money it's like we're seeing right now Wendy Williams is having a huge fit because nobody is allowing her to have access to her own finances who's covering your finances right now are you looking into these things I can go into a whole deep conversation of where that came from, but that's not for this broadcast, so we're going to leave that alone. But I'm going to dig a little deeper into this in this next broadcast where we're going to talk about the Joneses. All right? So until next time, this is Taj McCameron for the Seem to Live the Dream. Much love, faith, peace, and blessings to you. Till next time, peace. This is Taj McCameron, and I'd like to discuss tonight about something that has become close to my heart. Kingdom, creative, connective, collective. This is my new community. In it, we are offering you the opportunity to come into a community where you will learn, you will grow, you will find support, you will find content, you will find encouragement, enlightenment, empowerment, and it'll be a safe space for you to express your feelings and get the intellectual understanding of things that you may not understand about the very industries that you're desiring to go into. How so? A lot of people look at the industries, whether it be fashion, whether it be music, entertainment, acting, dancing, singing, whatever it is. They all have a viewpoint of what it looks like. Oh, it looks like it's fun. Oh, it looks like it's what have you. Then there's also the fact of some understand that it is hard work, but there's another side to it. It's that third wall. It's the fact of the matter that it's more than just being hard work. It's the fact that you're going into a space, a place, and an experience that you don't have understanding of. It's understanding the fact that you're going into an uncharted territory and the people there know better how to operate it than you do. And the fact of the matter is it's like you're going into a den of wolves. It's like you're seeing a bunch of wolves in sheep's clothing. There are people in those industries that will smile in your face and eat you up in the next second. You need to know how, which way to go, and where. And this is my heart. Several years ago, I saw a video on YouTube about a young woman. She was vlogging about having had been in the industry. And how she went in with the best intentions in the world. 
to get and to help other people. She was going to be a model, a role model, and do all of these types of things. She got in there and somebody caught her up. They promised her the world and led her into a lifestyle that she was not appreciative of and it took her some time to get out and she was in the middle of her healing process but I saw this woman crying her eyes out and I said to myself if I ever had the opportunity how could I help somebody else the creative kingdom creative Connective, collective is that opportunity. It's the opportunity to bring people together, get them focused on what it is that is the real importance of what you're trying to do. How you're trying to do it. Knowing what that purpose is. Sticking to that purpose And not swaying on your ethical and moral boundaries when you start to see change in your life. Understanding that you have to remain aware of your parameters at all times. Understanding that what it is that you're walking into is uncharted territory and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you. Some of the most influential entertainers you see in those industries, if you ever really closely listen to their stories, what is the first thing they already always say? I had a team of people. I had my mom. I had my dad. I had family members that were supporting me. I had a team of people, of friends, close friends, boyfriend, whatever it was, but they had people around them that were watching their back while they were growing. And the reason they were able to be successful is they had those people to be the jumping board. You listen to people like Alicia Keys, where she said that she was uh, in a relationship with somebody and they went in together. And between that relationship, I think her mother and I think it was a a uncle or cousin, all three of them together protected her when she was going in. And then the people that were in there that she came across that mentored her or walked with her kept her on the straight and narrow. And that's why she's still able to be in the industry the way she is because she had the walls of the people that were protecting her. You can't just go in there blind with no protection. You will get run over. Know what it is. Understand the way that it works, ins and outs. Most people don't know the simple things. The fact that You sign a contract, you owe that money back to the company and every time you sit up there and you pay for a lavish dinner and pay for a lavish this and pay for a lavish that, that's coming out of the money that they gave you. Even if they're going to dinner with you, they're they're using your credit card that they put money on in order to pay for that dinner, not their credit card. They're using your money every time you go out. You want to go in a limo? You want to do? They're using your money that you're borrowing from the company to pay for that. And then you owe that money back to them. There's so many little tips and twisted tricks. Uh, the V8 Summit. Before they had the V8 Summit this year, last year when they were setting up to do the V8 summit there were some little uh contractual agreements in the contract that were uh stipulations that could mess up a performer if they were unable to perform the shows in the case that the V8 summit was canceled due to what's going on in our society you have to be able to read between the lines and you have to have people around you that are going to protect you Know 
what, where, and how you can operate in these places. That's what the create that's what the kingdom creative connective collective is it's a place that you will learn that you'll be able to talk about these things ask questions you'll be able to uh work together and i'm we're also in the process right now of uh working on clubhouse i've had the opportunity to be in clubhouse rooms with people that are in these industries and listen to conversations where i learn even more of this stuff what i plan to do is connect to those groups and it's like it's going to be a place that you will be able to learn and to grow that's what the kingdom creative connective collective is all about it's a safe place for you to learn and we hope to grow it to a point that it's not only the safe place for you to learn but a creative community that you will be able to find collaborate and connect with the people that you will walk into these industries with and they will become your safety net and your safety circle so that when you go in you're not going in alone that's my point for this so if you want to join the kingdom creative connective collective find us on facebook search out the facebook group and under Steam to Live the Dream, the Facebook page, I believe, there is a group for the kingdom, creative, connective, collective. Stay on top of the articles. But we're currently right now working on the website membership and having a containment area for you guys to actually communicate and hang out. If you're interested, come join us. At the Kingdom Creative Connective Collective. Until then, see you soon.